0: You're listening to episode number 29 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I want to chat with you about disciplining our children and how to effectively teach our children to make better choices in the future, even when no one is looking. I want to give you a quick disclaimer before jumping into today's topic. My method of disciplining is not a popular one, but it is 100% research-based. It's positive, appropriate, and effective and I cannot wait to share this episode with you today so if you're ready let's do this hey mama welcome back to the purpose gathering podcast I'm your host Ashley Freehan and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to find peace and passion and motherhood and business so that you can have more time for the things that matter like Netflix and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. Today's episode is going to be full of so much goodness, but I have to admit This has been a topic that I have wanted to talk about, but I've been putting it off for a while because it's such a loaded topic and there is so much controversy among discipline types. And so I've kind of put it on the back burner for a while, but it is a episode that you guys have requested and you want to learn more about. So I'm gonna do my absolute best to give you a brief version of all of the knowledge that I have compiled over the past, I want to say nine years as a parent, but really it's been 15 years as a childcare provider because of all the families that I've nannied before. Before I get into it, I want to share with you the three people who have had the biggest influence in my parenting journey, and they are Daniel Siegel with No Drama Discipline and The Whole Brain Child. Those are two incredible books. The No Drama Discipline book I am referring to a lot in this episode. I don't reference it at any other time, but just know that a lot of the things I say I got from Daniel Siegel. I also love Dr. Laura Markham. She has an amazing website called ahaparenting.com. She has incredible books. I love, love, love her. And so I refer to a lot of her teachings and principles as well. And then third and finally, Amy McCready, who is with Positive Parenting Solutions. She has an incredible online um, course that she created that I love and she has several books as well so keep in mind when you're listening to this episode pretty much every single thing that I say is from those three people and obviously my personal experience with my own kids and I just hope that you guys enjoy this it might be a new principle to you some of these things that we're talking about but I definitely want you to give it a try. Think about the long-term benefits of this. This is, these principles that I teach you, this is not the short game. This is the long game. It is hard. It's definitely more difficult. You're going to get those dirty looks when you don't discipline your children the way that other parents do. And when I say discipline, I really mean punish because there's a big difference and I'm going to get right into that. But I hope that you guys enjoy this and let's do this. So I want to just give you the definition of what discipline means to me. Discipline to me means guiding a child on a path of discovery, teaching them how their actions and their behaviors can positively or negatively affect their health, relationships, and the world around them. I teach my children to not only think of themselves, but also of others and care for their needs as well. Now, effective disciplining and positive discipline aims for two primary goals. The first is obviously we want our kids to cooperate and do the right thing, but the second is equally important and that is an internal goal, which is helping our children to develop self-control and integrity so they actually begin to do the right thing even when no one is watching. Now, I want to explain to you a little bit about what punishment is, because I feel like as a parent, we all think that we have to punish our children when they do something wrong. Otherwise, they're never going to learn a lesson, right? Well, I'm here to enlighten you and share with you kind of a different idea around punishment and what that does and how that negatively affects your child. So punishment inflicts blame, shame, or pain on a child in response to an undesired behavior. Now, fear and punishment can be effective in the moment, but they do not work long term. And remember, the goal of disciplining children is to guide them on a path of discovery and teach them right from wrong and teach them how to be selfless members of society. And so some common punishments that I see and that I have used, don't get me wrong, I'm not a perfect person. And even I, with all of the wealth of knowledge that I have, I still fall into the temptation to do these things. So these include shaming, Yelling, spanking, timeouts, loss of privilege unrelated to the misbehavior, and grounding. So I want to talk to you about a few of those in a little bit more detail. Now, spanking is very controversial. There's so many people who believe that it is effective, and so many people that believe it's ineffective. So I am going to tell you I believe both. I believe that spanking is effective in the wrong way. But I also believe that it's ineffective to teach emotional long-term intelligence. And so let me break that down for you a little bit. So spanking is counterproductive when it comes to building trust and respect in a relationship. What spanking does is it triggers a reactivity with the amygdala in your brain. So that is the fight or flight response that all of us experience. So if you have ever been hit by your child and you have hit them back, that's why, you know? Like, have you ever had that experience where like your kid comes up to you and they like smack you or something and then you, without even thinking, you turn around and you like wanna hit them back or you smack them back and you didn't even like, plan that, right? There was nothing in your brain that was like, this is a good idea to smack my child. It was a fight or flight response that you can't control. Your brain literally tells you, someone is going to battle with me. So you turn around and you fight back. So that is why spanking is counterproductive. It is not effective. What it also does is it teaches your child to fear the punishment, instead of to make a good choice because it's the right choice. It also turns your child against you. So instead of being mad at their behavior, they're mad at you. This also is the same response that happens when you shame your child, or when you take away a privilege that's unrelated to their misbehavior, or when you ground them they're no longer understanding the lesson that you were trying to teach, the discipling that you were trying to guide them through. They only focus on how unfair you are and how mean you are. And that completely takes away from what you were trying to teach them in the first place. I also want to touch on timeouts. I feel like this is extremely common for younger children, and you've probably figured this out if you are a parent of young children, is that timeouts don't work. And typically what they do is they turn a small problem into a bigger power struggle. And the reason being, you can't force a child to stay in timeout without physical force, right? And a child doesn't understand why they're going to timeout. And what timeout does is it puts your child in isolation. When they need you the most, you leave them alone. And what parents think is happening during timeout is you think your child is thinking about the lesson and you think they're really learning amazing insight into the situation and you think they're going to come out a new, better behaving child. And that is just not what happens. What happens is your child goes to their room. Yes, they might be compliant in timeout because they're afraid of further punishment or further consequence, right? They don't want to have to stay in timeout longer. So you might think it's working, but really what it's doing is it's teaching your child to be sneaky and to maybe lie in the future so that they can avoid The time out so they can avoid the punishment. And that's not what we want. We want to be guiding our child on a path of discovery and teaching them how their actions affect themselves and the people around them. Now, you've probably heard me say this before in another episode, but the best compliment that I have ever received from one of my children was my daughter. And it was on a Mother's Day, one of those like forms that the teacher fills out and says, what's your favorite thing about your mom? And she said, I love that my mom loves me, even when I'm angry. So I reflect on this. And I remember this often when I am angry, and I'm fed up with my children, and I just want to yell at them or I want to punish them because that is our natural response as imperfect humans, to want to just make the whining stop, to make the bad behavior stop. But if you can remember that your child needs you the most when they are feeling frustrated and defeated and when they're melting down, and most often when our children are misbehaving, it is a red flag that they need something from us. So even when your children are at their absolute worst, they need to know that you are there for them and that they are so loved. Even when they're angry, we need to become detectives. When our children are not behaving properly, we need to ask ourselves these three questions. Why is my child acting this way? What do I want to teach them? And how can I best teach this lesson? Let me give you a perfect example of something that happened with my son and I last week. So it was the first week back to school and my son, Jaden, refused to put on underwear. Absolutely refused. And I couldn't understand why. I was so irritated It was already, I felt like we were already running late. Things weren't going the way I wanted it to go. I was feeling rushed, frazzled, angry, probably hungry because I hadn't eaten. I did all the wrong things. I was engaging in a power struggle with him. I was trying to put my foot down and be the mom. And because I said so, and I was pushing and I was pushing and I was pushing so hard. And I finally came to the conclusion of you need to figure out why your child is acting this way? Why is he so adamant that he doesn't want to wear his underwear? So I paused and I got down on his level and I said, hey bud, tell me why you don't want to wear your underwear. And he said, because they are so uncomfortable. They are itchy and they're tight. And I just don't like to wear them. And I said, Oh, I said, well, I can fix that. And I said, why don't I order you some new underwear that are maybe a different style? Maybe this style of underwear is not what you want. So he said, yeah, okay. That sounds good, mom. And so I said to him, I can order it on Target's website, but it's going to take a couple of days to get here. If I do that for you and I buy you these new special underwear, these are big boy underwear, do you think that you can wear these other ones for me for just two days? And he said, yeah, mom, I can do that. And so I took time to actually listen to why he was refusing. Now, sometimes your child is not going to be able to verbalize why. But if you give them the opportunity and you become a detective and you seek out the reason behind the misbehavior, it will soon become evident of what the problem is. You might be able to do the detective work yourself, like asking questions like, are they hungry? Are they tired? Do they need more control? How can I learn to say yes more often? Do they need more attention? These are all ways that we can identify unmet needs of our child. Now, in a previous podcast episode, I have talked about the four things that your kids need the most. I'll go ahead and link it in the show notes below so you can listen to it after this. But it talks about two different buckets that your children have. And one is an attention bucket and the other is a control bucket. And if their buckets are not filled positively, and you are not staying on top of filling those buckets and preventing some of those meltdowns by making sure that they are fed, have adequate sleep, um, and all the other things that our kids need from us, then you can expect more misbehaviors from your children. Because a child will act out in defiance, or for attention, because negative attention is better than no attention. Negative control is better than no control. And so I want you to think about that. The next time that your child is misbehaving, be a detective and start to figure out why. Are they just bored and they miss you and they just want to connect with you? I mean, if that's the case, then that's an easy fix, right? Preventative with special time. I talk about this a lot. 10 minutes a day of one-on-one attention for each of your kids. That is absolutely crucial and non-negotiable. So if you're giving your kids that positive attention, they're going to be less likely to act out in other ways. Same thing goes for the positive control. If you are giving your children a outlet to be in control, if you are giving them choices, if you are saying yes more than you're saying no, if you're listening to what your child really desires and you're trying to do your best to make that happen for them, there's no reason for them to be defiant when you ask them to pick up their shoes because they said, you know what? My mom cares about me enough and gives me everything I need. So of course I can pick up my shoes for her. She always takes care of me. And I know that you guys might be thinking this and being like, oh my gosh, like this makes so much sense, but I just, I can't give my kid what they need all of the time. And I want to refer you to another podcast episode, which is the 10 mistakes every parent should avoid. And it walks you through a lot of common things that we get caught up in that really don't matter. We feel like as an adult and as a parent, like we have to shut down everything. If it's messy, if it's inconvenient, the answer is no. If it's not the right time for us, the answer is no. And we are so quick to say no to our kids when really... It could just be that we need to rephrase how we're saying the no, give our child something to look forward to in the future, or give our child an alternative. You know, it might not be an appropriate time to do this right now, but how about this? And then we can do the other thing another time. So it's giving your child reassurance that you care about what they say, but that they don't always get what they want. I want to take a break real quick and ask you how you are enjoying this season of life that you are in right now. Is it hard to navigate the ever-changing seasons as a mom, like just battling all of the curveballs that life throws your way? Do you seem to second guess your decisions as a mom and business owner and just feel like you are always dropping the ball somewhere? I want to share with you a resource that I created just for you. There was a time in my life that I found myself in the closet crying. I was beat down and broken and I felt like no one understood what I was going through. Raising a family and building a business, it's so hard and nobody understood what it felt like. And I finally, after so many years, found the answer and I found the key to freedom. And I just couldn't hold it in any longer and I wanna share it with you. I created a course called The Efficient Mompreneur. This course is gonna help you manage your life and your business with ease. I want to show you exactly how to achieve maximum results with minimal effort because I know that you're a busy mama and you do not have time to listen to all the podcasts and sift through all the information. You just need someone to give it to you straight. So with this course, I have three transformational goals in mind for you. First, I want to entirely change the way you prioritize yourself. I want you to get out of your own way so that you can experience the best of both motherhood and business. I'm gonna teach you how to handle interactions with your children with confidence and implement those work-life boundaries you need to keep you feeling sane. And third, I'm gonna help you find clarity of what to work on in your business so that you will actually drive the needle forward and avoid the overwhelm and frustration. Mama, you deserve to live a productive, joy-filled life it is time to finally say yes to you. I would love for you to head to the purposegathering.com slash efficient mom to check out more details and to get signed up. I can't wait to see you there. Now, effective discipline means that we're not only stopping bad behavior or promoting good a good one, but we're also teaching skills and nurturing the connections in our child's brain that will help them make better decisions and handle themselves well in the future. So we need to avoid downplaying their feelings like, you're okay, stop crying, it's not the end of the world, you're so dramatic, calm down. Those are all things that I've said before, and I'm sure that many of you have said before, and It's when we are not regulated ourselves that we usually make these snappy comments. And so I would challenge you, if you are finding yourself reacting instead of redirecting when your children are melting down or having a hard time or being disobedient at all, I would challenge you to start taking care of your needs first and make sure that you are setting healthy boundaries in your family so that you are getting your needs met as well. Now, I want you guys to know that even though we're saying no to their behavior, we must always validate and say yes to their feelings. One of the ways that we can easily do this to communicate comfort is by getting below their eye level. I want you to think about this. I'm sure you probably don't remember when you were a young child and you were being scolded or you were being reprimanded and your parent was standing over you like a towering giant. And you were just this little bitty thing and you felt powerless and helpless. And the only real power you had was your defiance and your yelling and maybe you're stamping and kicking or whatever. You know what I mean? Like basically all you had was what you had on you. And I can only imagine what that felt like and what that feels like to our children when we get frustrated and angry at them. So if we come down on their level and we soften our voices and we touch their arm or their shoulder and we say to them, I understand what you're feeling. I can see that you're angry. Mommy's here for you. That soft tone in your voice lets your child know that you care and that they can trust you and that even when they're angry, you still love them. It also begins to extinguish the emergency inside their brain. That amygdala that fires when they get upset and they flip their lid and they are extremely angry. When we speak in a calm voice, it helps them understand that it's not an emergency. Now, of course, there will be times, especially when you're the one they're angry at, they're not going to want to talk to you or probably Not going to want you to touch them. However, when that happens, you can still get down below eye level. You can stay a safe distance away from them and you can say the same exact things. You can say, I know you're really angry at me right now. I know how that feels. I've been angry at my mom before too. It doesn't feel good when your mommy doesn't let you do what you want to do, does it? I remember my mom wouldn't let me have cookies for breakfast and I was so mad. Do you want me to show you how I used to throw a fit and stomp my feet on the ground? And just watch your child's dynamic change. Watch them start to laugh and have fun in the moments when things are the most heated. That's our job to teach our children how to regulate their emotions. And if we can't regulate our own emotions, how are they ever going to learn what it looks like to handle conflict and have a calm and peaceful resolution? Okay, so now that we have talked about discipline versus punishment, we've talked about how we need to become detectives of our child when they're not behaving properly. We understand what effective discipline looks like and how to emotionally support our children through difficult times. I want to share with you some of the strategies that I use and some of the most common things that I deal with in my house and give you some tips of how you can handle those. So, one of my favorite parenting techniques that I learned from Amy McCready. She has several books, but she has an amazing online program. And one of the tips that I learned from her was the when then statement. And basically what that means is instead of arguing with your child over and over and over again, you just simply say a statement that says this, when you have cleaned up your room, then you can come out and play. When you are finished eating dinner, then you can watch the TV show. So instead of getting into a complete argument or discussion with your child, you're just very clear. When you do this, then you can do this. Or when you do this, I will do this. And it's just a great strategy to use in the moment, and it shuts down all arguments Another thing that I love to do is asked and answered. So if my child asks me a question and they don't like the answer and they keep asking me again and again, all I say is asked and answered. And if they keep repeating themselves, I will say, my answer will not change. You've asked me and I've answered you. And that's that. And I will just keep repeating that. And again and again, they will realize, okay, she's not going to budge. She's not going to change her answer. Um, but I will sometimes also say like, hey, that doesn't work for me. Can you offer me another suggestion? Can we work out a compromise that we both agree on? So be quick to compromise and slow to say no all of the time. I also want to talk to you about more time for training. So it's possible that sometimes your child is misbehaving because they don't understand the expectation or they're not sure of what you want from them. And so this is something that might take more time for training from you. So I would love to really talk about all of this more so in the Facebook group, because I feel like there are so many specific scenarios that I know that you guys have questions about. But this is something that's so important is understanding that if a misbehavior keeps happening over and over and over again, there might need to be some expectations put in place. There might need to be like an order of operation or a checklist that they need to follow. And so that's definitely something that we use a lot and that I would recommend. We talked about identifying those unmet needs. So if your child is misbehaving, ask yourself, are they hungry? Are they tired? Do they need more control or more attention? And then the other thing here I want to touch on is consequences. Because I know this is a big thing that comes up when parenting and you're like, well, there has to be a consequence for their action. And I do agree to a certain extent, but if there is a consequence for everything, you're just going to create constant power struggles. Your children are always going to be mad at you and not the real problem. And your consequences are just going to be like, meh, They're just not going to be as effective, and you're going to keep having to up your game all the time, and pretty soon, it's going to feel like you're in a jail, like your kids are in a prison, they can't do anything, they can't touch anything, they can't go anywhere, they can't mess anything up, and then life is just not enjoyable. So I 100% believe that a consequence has to be related to the offense It has to be respectful, and it has to be repeated. And this, again, is something that I learned from Amy McCready, and it's really amazing because what it does is it gives your child an opportunity to redeem themselves. So you can say something like, our family rule is if you don't turn your video game off when the timer goes off, that you will lose your video game privileges for the next day. Can you please repeat that back to me? And you have them repeat the consequence back to you. That way, if you have to enforce that consequence, you know for a fact they heard you because they repeated it to you, right? So it's a win-win for both situations that you are not throwing consequences at them without them even having a chance to not get the consequence, if that makes sense. So it always needs to be related to the offense, respectful and repeated back so you know that they heard you. Another example of this is safety kind of concerns. So for our family, it's a rule that our kids have to wear their helmets when they ride their bike or their scooter or anything like that. And so they're allowed to go to the park by themselves across the street, but they always have to be wearing their helmet. And if they're not wearing their helmet, then they lose those privileges. And so that is something that I've said to them, many times. And when my son goes to the park, I have to remind him because he does often forget to wear his helmet, or he'll take it off while he's playing and then forget to put it back on later. And so I'll just remind him every time. And what happens if you don't wear your helmet? And then he'll say, well, then I can't ride my bike for the next day or two. And then I take it a step further. And I say, why is it so important that you wear your helmet? And then he says, so I can be safe. And that's really The lesson that I want my children to learn. It's mostly the safety concern, right? It's not so much that you're gonna lose your privileges, but it's related because if you don't follow the rule and if you're not safe when you ride your bike, this is what happens. And so I hope that that helps you guys really start to understand and get a feel for my view on discipline and how I think it can be most effective. And how we can really start to listen better to our children, get down on their level and understand how they're really truly feeling, and we can begin to guide them on this path of discovery, teaching them how their actions positively and negatively affect them and the people and the world around them. So I hope that you have found this episode helpful. Again, I know that there are so many of you that have questions pertaining to discipline, and I think I would love to do an episode answering all of your questions and really getting practical examples of what you guys are dealing with and exactly what I would do in that situation. So please send me all of your questions at info at thepurposegathering.com and I'm going to compile a bunch of these questions. I will do a follow-up episode on this in the future. That way we can really dig deep. I want you guys to get as much tangible information as possible. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to screenshot it, share it out on Instagram, tag me at the Purpose Gathering, It's always such an amazing compliment when I see you guys sharing about the podcast because what that's doing is it's spreading the word to other mamas who need this community, who want to feel supported, empowered, seen, heard, and loved. And that is exactly my mission here at The Purpose Gathering is creating a space where mamas can feel safe and loved. As always, I'm here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our amazing online community, and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, head to thepurposegathering.com mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S to join our private Facebook group. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Be sure to follow and tag me at The Purpose Gathering. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review, please head to iTunes, even if you're an Android user, and let other mompreneurs know why you love the show. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find the show. I choose one review every episode to share, and yours could be the next one. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.